This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The most important player on almost every team in the NFL is probably the quarterback position. Uh, if we did this exercise, I guarantee you over 22 of the teams would probably come back with, yeah, the quarterback's the most important for their success in the 2021 season. So you take that out of the equation, you make things a little bit harder on ourselves because we like to put the work in here at the Steelers Standard. So we're going to look through the AFC. We'll probably have enough time to do two divisions in this episode. We'll have to carry two divisions over to the next episode. And then we can do that whole thing again next time we record with the NFC side of things. But the AFC is the best conference in football. And I'm not just saying that because that's where our Pittsburgh Steelers reside. It legitimately is the deeper conference when you look at the AFC versus the NFC. The NFC has got some top-heavy teams, but beyond the top three, maybe top four if you want to sneak a Seattle or a Dallas in there, the NFC's depth kind of falls off, whereas the AFC – I think could really have nine, maybe 10 teams that make a legitimate push at a playoff spot this year. It's by far the tougher conference. Right. I mean, I'm just looking at on ESPN right now, like they have both conferences lined up and I can see like there's a drop off. There's fast. a huge, yeah. There, I mean, especially, I mean, obviously we're picking on the NFC East here, but that's the division <laughs> that really is kind of a crapshoot, um, you know, more so than any other division in, um, you know, in, in the AFC. I mean, there's at least two contenders in each division in the AFC. I don't know if you could say the same about the NFC. That's a really good point, and I think that's accurate. There's, at the very least, two contenders from each division to make a run at a playoff spot. But I think for the most part, there's I mean, you look at the North, you look at the West, there's contenders to make runs to the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, no no doubt. You need players other than the quarterback, though, to step up if you're going to make a deep run into the playoffs, and that's why we're going to choose who we think the most important player for each team is. Not the best, the most important. The most important, exactly. Good clarification. You can also throw some honorable mentions in there as well as I have myself. But let's start in that AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers division. The Baltimore Ravens. For me, I have Marquise Hollywood Brown as their most important player. I think he's got to prove he isn't a one-trick pony. You know, I think he needs to give the Ravens a great playmaker at that receiver spot for Lamar Jackson. Here's the catch, though, boys. I'm not exactly sure he can do that. He's just the most important player now, kind of by default, because other than Rashad Bateman, who they drafted, they did not really address this sore position of need that they they really needed to get somebody at that wide receiver spot. And maybe Bateman will eventually turn out and be a great player for them and, and be a number one. But right now you look at that roster, and I think the biggest thing they need is that number one receiver. Well, who's the guy that could do it? It's Hollywood Brown. He's going to have to channel a lot of his cousin's energy, though, to become an amazing, efficient route runner at his uh, undersized uh, stature to be successful in this league. But, you know, if he can get better at route running and he can get better at making guys miss after the tackle, which he already is damn good at, yeah. one of the fastest players in this league, I think Hollywood Brown could be a, a really, really tough matchup for a lot of defenses. Only problem is he kind of strikes me as that kind of one-trick pony mentality, yeah. which is why I think the Ravens' offense might struggle because the guy I think is the most important won't reach the potential. I think he'd probably be an honorable mention for me, maybe him and Rashad Bateman. Too. Like Bateman's kind of more of an X-factor in that category because you really don't know what you're going to get from him. But I think you make a good point for Brown because he is very important in that wide receiving group isn't good. Um, and he's the best not, one. He's it. the best one of a bad group. Um, that yeah, that's not slighting him, but it, it is a fact. He's the best one of the bad group. 
Um, for me, I, I think their most important player is J.K. Dobbins. He's um, my honorable mention. Just because of the fact that the running game is so important, whether it is Lamar Jackson, who we all know is the most important part of that of that team. But with this exercise, I think it is Dobbins because he's the next piece of that running game. I think he's, he's taking over for Ingram now. Yeah, he's I, the number one guy. I think he still he, has Gus Edwards, but right. still, he, Edwards is more of a power guy, more of a short yardage type of guy. But he, he he's not bad. Show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think Dobbins has a chance to make his first Pro Bowl this year. I really think that's a possibility. Although Gus Edwards, for whatever reason, really runs the Steelers over. Yeah, he does. It's a weird thing there, yeah, but yeah. still. Yeah, I mean, but I do think that, that, that J.K. Dobbins is the most important. You have to have somebody else running the ball besides Lamar Jackson. Obviously, the Ravens over the last how many years, three years, whatever, they've done a really good job of that, having not, <laughs> yeah, just, setting records. Having not right. just Lamar Jackson run the football. So it, we know that's their M.O. offensively. So, yeah, I, I think it's Dobbins. I think maybe you could give a, an honorable mention to maybe Marlon Humphrey or Marcus Peters, too, on the defensive side of the ball. Always important um, with those two guys. But really, I mean, those four, um, you know, the wide receiver position, the running back position, and then, you know, maybe somebody on defense. Those are really the most important guys for them. I'm going to go with that defensive side of the ball, but I'm not going to go with either name that Kellen mentioned. I'm going to go with Patrick Queen here. Just because he's really got to step up. They don't have Judon anymore. They, they, I mean, you lose two defensive players who are essential players who are super important to you. Yes, I know that Marlon Humphrey is their best defensive player. Calais Campbell is probably the, the leader of that locker room on the defensive side of the ball. But when you went out and drafted Patrick Queen, you did so with intent. You this thought, is a, I thought that was a steal, too. I thought it was going to be him. a steal as well. I thought it, it still I, could be. I was upset when the still. Steelers couldn't afford to take him because – they were kind of caught in their own in their own unique situation for the draft, but I thought it was going to be a real problem for the Steelers to go up against a guy like Patrick Queen, and he didn't really meet expectations in 2020. So I think for me, he's got to be the one to kind of fill that gap, or or, or fill that 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 mid level zone uh, in between Calais Campbell and Marlon Humphrey on that defensive side of the ball. I, I like that pick, too, because I think Patrick Queen does have the potential to be the face of that middle level of the defense. Big shoes to fill in the middle of that Baltimore oh, yeah. defense. They Huge. expect great middle linebacking play in the city of Baltimore. And, you know, just with the Ravens, I think we all think this is definitely a playoff team as far as what they could achieve if these important players yeah. play to the potential that they can uh, win the division. Absolutely. Go to the AFC championship game. Sure. Play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that they, they definitely could. check all those boxes yeah. in all of our minds. So Ravens are certainly a contender out of the AFC North. Another contender out of the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns. A lot of growth last year from the Browns, as you all know. They split the season series with the Pittsburgh Steelers, although they played the Steelers JV team in Week 17. But that doesn't really matter because in Week 18, during the wild card round, they returned the favor to the Steelers starters from what the Steelers starters did to them earlier in that season as the Browns go two and one against the Steelers win their first playoff game in an eternity and really took some nice steps forward to me the most important player for this team is Miles Garrett on that defensive side of the ball you know I, I think on paper the Browns are my favorite to win the AFC North this year I think the offense is just the juggernaut and yes of course Baker Mayfield is very important but as long as he can continue to improve or at least play like he did down the stretch last year I think that offense is going to be able to reach the potential but I, I think, you know, the defense is where you win games in December. It's where you win games in January. And I know Miles Garrett has already established himself as one of the greatest players in the game on that defensive side of the ball. I think he can take that step up to be the guy behind Aaron Donald, kind of the mantle that T.J. Watt holds right now. I think Miles Garrett could reach that 
and dethrone TJ Watt. I think he certainly has the ability to do so. And I think it's time for him to do that. They, they invested on a guy to be opposite of him and Jadavion Clowney. They invested, they got a steal of, of uh, JOK, JOK, Koromoa. I, I was really hoping I wasn't going to have to say the name, and then I remembered it the last <laughs> <Yeah>. second. JOK, <laughs> Koromoa, and the, they got a steal potentially at linebacker. Uh, Josh Johnson uh, from the Rams that they picked up in their secondary to go along with Denzel Ward. They got a great secondary. Oh, All they need is to have the guy who should be wearing the C on that chest, the guy who is the best of the best on that defense, Miles Garrett, to step up big. So I think he's really the most important player for them to to get over that hump. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but get to a Super Bowl because they, they certainly can. They have the talent, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, from top to bottom, they might be one of the deepest teams, especially on the defensive side of the ball in football. Their secondary is, is absolutely loaded. And they're, they're getting Greedy Williams back this year, getting you know Greg Newsom, the guy they drafted. I mean, that's a loaded secondary. Loaded. But um, I think that's a great pick of Miles Garrett. I do think he's probably the most, if not the second most. And I know this is kind of cheating here. This isn't one player, but the most important group of players is the offensive line. That's fine. I have offensive line on other teams, too. That's totally fine. It it is the offensive line. I allow it. Um, They they were unbelievable last year. Can we do head coaches, then? Is that possible? If you're going to go position groups? Yeah, I'll give you head coaches. But when you look at the Cleveland offensive line, they were so good last year, and they've done – Cleveland, I I mean, as as an organization, has done so, so well. Um, and that's so weird to say uh, when you look at a position group or they've built a position group over time, but they really have. And when you, you know, when your identity is, you know, it's basically Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running all over the place. And that's pretty much what they do offensively. I know, you know, and they use play action with Baker and they have some, some skill guys offensively, but without that offensive line opening holes for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield isn't, isn't as effective either because play action doesn't work. So uh, for me, it's it's the offensive line. I mean, they have Pro Bowl type guys littered all over that offensive line, and if they don't play well, it makes it an uphill climb because then Baker has to throw the ball consistently mm. out of you know you know out of necessity if you're not running the ball well, which I don't see how they don't run the ball well. But if they don't play well. Baker's going to have to beat people with his arm, and I don't know if he's equipped enough to do that yet. Granted, last year down the stretch, he, he did was. look good. Yeah, I'm going to go. With Jarvis Landry for my most important wow. player. I have OBJ as my honorable mention. See, I didn't go OBJ because I think, as we've pointed out many times on the show before, we don't really trust the connection between Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield. That's we why I had him in my honorable we mention. Don't really it's important ex- they get that. But I think we don't expect him to be around for much, so I think the onus has to go on to Jarvis Landry to be— Why do you say that? Injury or a trade? You say you Either. don't expect him to be around much. Either. Ooh, I don't know if they trade him at this point. But he could get hurt. He's been getting hurt like crazy. Exactly, and I think that would just weaken the market and, and, and maybe make teams just more eager to get him for less, and maybe that could just make the Browns have a an advantage there and just say there's a lot of people competing here. So even though he's hurt, we could still get the market going on him because so many teams are expecting so little, but the market is very heavy. So I think the onus has to go on Jarvis Landry because if you don't expect – OBJ to be around or or really have that connection with Baker Mayfield, I think you have to have Jarvis Landry step up because he's done so in the past, but he has to be able to do so without relying on the return of Odell Beckham in the future. I, I think the best way to describe Odell um, is an X factor for them. I don't know if he's the most important just yeah. because of the fact that we don't you you don't know what you're going to get from him. They did it know? without him last, and year. they did it without him right. last year. I think that's you know if, if they get 
uber production from Odell Beckham, look out. I mean, and right. that's only going to make Landry we, and we, Higgins better. We saw Rashad Higgins be a, a factor against the Steelers without Odell Beckham, but you can't have Rashad Higgins be your only guy if Jarvis Landry also doesn't work out. If Jarvis Landry gets hurt and Odell Beckham also gets hurt, that's why I think you have to make sure Jarvis Landry is protected from a health standpoint and continues his production, continues his growth in a relationship with Baker. Any chance that when Madden 22 comes out, the Browns are the best overall team? Might be. It really it's might possible. be that point, yeah, right? That roster. Their yeah. defense might be the best overall defense. Madden is the ultimate on paper yeah, a barometer, is. and that, I think, would show them as— Yeah, it's possible. If it's not them, it'll be the Chiefs, obviously. Yeah. The Chiefs or the Bucks or, or the Browns. It's really—those are it's probably going to be the top three, three, which is crazy to think. Browns, division expectations, obviously. They have Super Bowl aspirations this year, and I think that they should, although maybe— uh, I would be saying as a fan, let's just get to the AFC Championship game first, but I, I think you're good enough to make it all the way. The Pittsburgh Steelers, you're defending AFC North champions. I had a tough time going back and forth with who I thought was the most important player for the Steelers this year outside of Ben Roethlisberger as quarterbacks are not allowed to be named. But I went with a rookie. I went with Najee Harris. You know, They've been trying to run the ball and move on from Le'Veon Bell and just haven't been successful, unfortunately, in the past couple of seasons. James Conner was able to make it to a Pro Bowl, but he didn't have that same kind of cachet even in his Pro Bowl season. That like, Even though he was a very effective back in the NFL, Pro Bowl worthy, he didn't put fear in defensive coordinators' hearts like Le'Veon Bell did. He was a very prototypical style of running and not very hard to game plan against stopping, just a downhill runner. Now James Conner is in Arizona and they have spent the first-round draft pick on Najee Harris to come in and revive a Steelers ground game that historically is known around the league as if you're playing the Steelers, get ready for defense and get ready to try to stop the run. Hopefully, Najee Harris can get them back to that point. Although he might only be as good as who I had on my honorable mention, the guys in front of him, the offensive line. ton of changeover happening on that offensive line like we've illustrated immensely on this here program. And you just don't know, even despite his incredible natural ability, how much Najee Harris can, quote-unquote, polish a turd if the line is just not playing well and giving him holes to run through. Yeah, I have it the same exact way, Tom, and be honest Harris with you. is your guy. But Harris the is the guy, and then the line, obviously they go hand-in-hand. Hand. If if neither one of them, or if either one of them is, is bad, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of right. a wash at that point if the offensive line's bad. Granted, I think Harris has the talent to make a bad offensive line look good, but maybe it's not as flashy as, you know, if it's really bad, you know, can you really do anything special? I mean, look what Saquon Barkley's done, mm -hmm. and Najee and Saquon aren't exactly the same type of athlete, the same type of player. Granted, that's what you're hoping for, but um, sometimes a bad offensive line makes a good running back look mediocre or just a step above, you know, average. Um, I do think they go hand-in-hand, hand, but for me, the guy is absolutely Najee. Um, you know, they're, they're completely changing the offense and they're trying to get back to running the football. And when you do that, the guy running the football is obviously um, the most important. But you could definitely make a case for the offensive line to say that, you know, they have to be good as well, because when you're going to run the football, the offensive line has to be good, too. Yeah, I'll just focus it on one guy specifically. I'll put my focus on Kendrick Green. I think if he doesn't pan out, you're really, really struggling to keep your offensive line together. Because I think, you know, we, we've talked about potential with other guys on that line. But Kendra Green, the, I think if you're not starting someone as capable as Kendra Green or as, 
as you thought could it be as capable as Kendrick Green. If he doesn't pan out, I really think that'll be what derails this offensive line the quickest. I think if if guys like Chooks or maybe even Banner or even Dotson doesn't pan out the way you expect them to, and I think there are different levels of expectations for each guy, but if they don't pan out, I think it's not going to be a difference maker. It's still going to be not great for you, but I think the, the biggest detriment would be if Kendrick Green does not pan out. And finally, in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, for them, I have the offensive line as the most important, simply just because I think this season is all about the growth from Joe Burrow, uh, and they need him to stay upright in order for him to do that. He ended his rookie campaign with a really gruesome knee injury, uh, a product of that poor offensive line he was playing behind. So that line's got to step up. You know, their tasks right now with protecting the entire future of the franchise. So I think it's obvious for a team that really has no aspirations this year of making much noise other than maybe stealing a game or two from play teams that are better than they are. Uh, I, I think it's all about just Burrow needs to play a full 17-game schedule and stay healthy and upright for the most part throughout it. Yeah, I mean, I think the offensive line is definitely fair. Um, for me, I have it. It's just kind of weird. This is more of an X factor, I guess, but to be different from you because the offense line is probably the most important. But I'm going to go Jamar Chase. I had him as an honorable mention. Um, I like that. Just because of the fact that when they you look could be at, a great duo, when you look at the wide receiver room, hell, they're a great trio. Um, you know, when you throw Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins in there, I think you know what you're going to get from them. Granted, Higgins, you know, we, you know, he's still relatively young. He's only been in the league for a year. Um, all granted, he did have a really good year last year. Um, you know, a 908 yards receiving. But um, I think they could have a great trio there. And with Boyd, Boyd's one of the most consistent wide receivers in the league, one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. Higgins had a good rookie year. You throw Jamar Chase in there, and if he's the star that they think that he is, obviously they think he's a big star. They took him over, you know, the the guy on the offensive line they desperately needed that everybody thought they were going to get. Um, they took him for a reason, and if he pans out right away, that's a scary trio of wide receivers to go with. Uh, I know – you know, I, I just did that to be different. But when you look at the offensive line needs to keep Burrow upright to throw the ball to those guys. But if Jamar Chase is great right away or really good right, right away, man, that's a, a tough offense to slow down, especially, as you said, Tom, if Burrow stays upright. I, I like the idea. I just don't know if with the state of the offensive line, will even Jamar Chase be able to be important to them? That's my hesitation of picking him. So I'm going to go with my first head coach here. I'm going to go Zach Taylor. How is Zach Taylor going to adjust to possibly having this young quarterback for a full season? Now, he kind of got the easy end of it last year. You couldn't really get rid of him because Joe Burrow wasn't around for the whole season. If Joe Burrow is around all season, Joe Burrow is capable. It's up to then Zach Taylor to kind of format the rest of the team and say, we have our star quarterback. Look at what the Chargers did last year. They had their star quarterback for the whole season. They just missed out on the playoffs going 7-9. That we Everyone expects the Chargers to make the next step and make the playoffs this year. No one's saying that of us. It's a, I think it's up to Zach Taylor now to kind of format the team or really form the team around Joe Burrow to make that leap that the, we saw the Chargers make last year. Moving on to the AFC South, starting with the Indianapolis Colts. I have Darius Leonard on my list as the most important guy for the Colts. Uh, kind of in the same vein as Miles Garrett that I mentioned earlier with the Browns. He's already like an established stud in this league, and the Colts had a really good to great defense last year. They just need it again this year to contend, uh, maybe even more so depending on what Carson Wentz you get. Obviously, he's probably the most important yeah. piece of this equation. 
uh, how Carson Wentz is going to play replacing Phillip Rivers as they continue to try to replace Andrew Luck in that Colts locker room. They have a, such a great roster around that quarterback position from the line to the running backs, to the receivers, to the defensive side of the ball. So one of the more complete rosters in the league and Darius Leonard is the heartbeat of that defense. So it's very, very important that he stays healthy for a full season and really pushes the league lead for tackles uh, as the season works he, his he, way through. And he probably he, will. Yeah, he probably will. I mean, he's one of the best defensive players in football, not just on the Colts, not just in the AFC, not just in that division, in, in the entire league. With the Colts, I think there's a, a handful of guys you could make a case for. Um, Jonathan Taylor springs to mind. That's not who I'm going to go with, though. Um, I'm actually going to go with Quentin Nelson. Um, he's the best offense. I think lineman, he's the best yeah. offensive lineman in football. Um, he stays healthy. He definitely makes an offensive line. And they're a good offensive line, don't get me wrong. They're, they're so much better with him out there. They're so much better with the best offensive lineman in football playing for you. If you lose him or if he's not good, it might be an oblique moment. You know, if he goes down for the year or something like that, that offensive line all of a sudden turns to a guy named Danny Pinter. I don't know who that is, but he does not stack up to Quentin Nelson. I, I think Quentin Nelson is very, very important to that offense. It helps Carson Wentz stay upright. I know he plays guard. It's a little different than like a left tackle or something like that. But um, I think Quentin Nelson is one of the most, if not the most important guy um, to that team and, and definitely to that offense. I like that pick. I'm going to go the guy lining up at the end of that line, Eric Fisher, the piece that they brought in from Kansas City. From Kansas City. I think it's already, before Eric Fisher got there, it was one of the better offensive lines, and we already know Quentin Nelson is maybe the best offensive lineman regardless of position, but I think Eric Fisher needs to kind of step up and not let his level of play, which people thought may have taken a step back last year, affect the overall performance of this offensive line this year when – it's going to be a huge deal if they're going to be if how much they can help Carson Wentz kind of revitalize or return to form from his would have been MVP season before he got hurt. One honorable mention I had was T.Y. Hilton. I mean, his days yeah. as a number one yeah, wide receiver are pretty that. numbered. But listen, Wentz hasn't really had a true guy like yeah, that that he true. can go to since Alshon Jeffrey in Philadelphia. So it'd be important for Wentz to have sure. a, a target. The Jaguars. I went offensive line because it was really tough to find a spot on the team that I wanted to assign most important to, and they weren't named Trevor Lawrence. He's pretty damn important, but just like what we mentioned with the Bengals, and I'm sure we will in the next episode with the Chargers, or at least some of us will, <laughs> you got to protect these quarterbacks as they try to find their way and as you try to build the team around them in their rookie contract. And with Trevor Lawrence, you just don't want this guy to get hurt. He's the no. golden goose for Jacksonville. Could become the next big quarterback guy you could hit your wagon to as a franchise for 15 plus years and be great but uh it, it all starts with the guys up front being able to protect that investment as he works his way through uh the first season my honorable mention there was travis etienne though mm. just because i want to see why they spent a first round pick on a guy to come in and replace someone who ran for a thousand yards last year in james robinson so and I also think they're going to try to break Trevor Lawrence in and run the ball heavily as an offense. So and it's important that he plays well. That's exactly why I'm going with the running backs. And I know they're both going to play. They're both going to play a lot. I don't know if you could put the onus on one guy. I know you spent a first round pick on ETN. And the questions kind of arise: Why are you doing that? If this guy, if James Robinson, you know, was so good last year, which he was, why would you use a first round pick on? Obviously, they have a plan. Um, and I think, as you as you alluded to, the reason that I think they're the most important is it takes the pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. I know the offensive line helps in that too. And I think that's a good pick by you because you have to keep Lawrence upright. But when you look at this team, 
I think the running backs are going to be uber important because if you have two guys that I don't know if this is a realistic possibility, but you have two guys that could rush for around, I don't know, eight, 900 yards. I think both of them could do that. I don't know if they will because of the, the offensive line, but they definitely both have the potential if they were number one guys on, on any team in the league to rush for that or get near a thousand. Hell, James Robinson has already done it. I think it's going to be important because it takes the pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. And I think it, it still remains to be seen if he needs to have the pressure taken off of him because he's, you know, he's the best quarterback prospect that maybe us three have seen in our lifetime. Um, but again, it does help break a young guy into the league. I think that's why I'm going to go with the running backs. I'm going to go here, another head coach. I'm going to go Urban Meyer because, again, this is similar to the situation in Cincinnati. You go out and you get this, as as Talon laid out, this great quarterback prospect, maybe the best we've seen in the past 20 years. What is it going to matter if the head coach is not going to be able to make that leap from the college game to the pro game? We know Urban Meyer can win in college. We saw him do it in Florida. We saw him do it at Ohio State. Can he get it done in the NFL? It's going to be a lot of pressure for both him and Trevor Lawrence. And since we can't go Lawrence, I got to go Urban Meyer. Up in Tennessee for the Titans, the defending AFC South champions, I put Derrick Henry on my list as the most important player. He is the face of the Tennessee Titans football team. Um, Offense is one of the best offenses in football. It got even better when they won the Julio Jones sweepstakes, but I just don't think they can afford to have Derrick Henry go down. I think that they're still going to run the offense through Derrick Henry, and I know it sounds stupid because if they add such a great wide receiver, then you would think, oh, well, they can afford to have Derrick Henry go down because they have such a great passing game. I don't know if I have that much confidence in Ryan Tannehill to really orchestrate a strong passing attack without the safety blanket of Derrick Henry helping him out. The backup running back there is uh, Darrington Evans. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, that's so they the can't point. lose Derrick Henry. Did you just make that name up on the no, spot? Because it sounds like it, it could just be anyone. I will say this, though. It was really close between him and Bud Dupree for me, for mm-hmm. most important player. Really? Because they need Pat. They, one of the worst things they did last year was rush the passer. Yeah, and true. they are sorely hoping that Bud Dupree can come in and help them get double-digit sacks from one spot. Yeah, no, I hear you there. I mean, I think the I think it's Derrick Henry. I don't think it's – I don't know if it's a conversation, really. I think yeah. he is the most important guy. And I, I believe in Tannehill. And to your point, Tom, like, I'm sure you still think he's a good quarterback even without Derrick Henry, but it's, but it's a so lot. Different. Oh, it's so different handing the ball off to a guy named Darrington Evans um, rather than having a guy that ran for 2,000 yards last year. It, it just changes – the way you play football it changes the way the offense works so yeah i mean derrick henry without without question is the most important player on that team you're gonna go the same i'm gonna way. go derrick henry too just because they've done it without julio jones last year so what happens if julio jones goes down this year it won't change the look of the team if derrick henry goes down it's going to dramatically change the look and of i'll that say team. that i know we're not allowed to do this but if Tannehill goes down you're still just handing the ball off to derrick henry a lot you could still be a, a little better than team. 500 yeah. with, with Derrick Henry. You just won't there. be able to completely take the top off like no. they're going to. The Titans have the potential to be a team that makes a Super Bowl run this y- year. They do. I think they absolutely If the do. defense, as you said, they got Bud, us, du- that Bud Dupree they do have to, to step create up. more pressure. If not, yeah. if not Bud Dupree, I would have said Caleb Farley on the defense. Yeah. Someone needs to become a yeah. playmaker on the right. defense. That's what they're missing is a playmaker on the defense. And finally, the Houston Texans. Oh, I had just passed. I had. I was one? going to. I was legitimately yeah. going to because I literally wrote down no one. I mean, this is going to be one of the worst teams in football this year, especially because we have no idea what's going to happen with the quarterback situation. That's so far up in the air. Uh, I couldn't even like. 
I say we part just pass. Of, part of me even no was like, okay, well, who's a young player they picked in the 2021-2020 draft? They haven't had a first-round pick since 2019. So <laughs> I, I guess I'll give it to – what's this guy's name? I wrote it down. Titus Howard. He's a, a tackle that they picked number one in 2019. Congratulations. You're the most important player just on virtue of their most recent number one draft pick. So congrats to you. And then I put an honorable mention, David Johnson, and then I wrote no. strictly for fantasy football yeah. purposes because yeah. he'll get you a good – hey – David Johnson in daily fantasy, or if you need a pinch start from a running back, David Johnson can get you a 20-point performance every once in a while. And quickly, I know this isn't the purpose of this, but when you look at the running back room there, it's not awful. No, it's, it's really not, not an awful no, David running Johnson back room. Solid. No, it's deep. There are four guys there. Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkett. That's not a That's bad running really back good. room. So I wouldn't so be only because of fantasy, I agree with that. There's too much to go yeah. around there. Yeah. yeah. But for me, I, I think the most important guy is Laramie Tunsil. Um, the left tackle, just because whoever it is that's playing quarterback, whether it's Watson, even though I don't think that's going to be the case. It's probably going to be Tyrod It's probably going to be Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. You, you know, you need to to keep pressure off them as any left tackle. That's your biggest um, that, That's your biggest job is to keep the defense away from your quarterback from the blind side. But, uh, I mean, regardless of who it is at quarterback, and this isn't going to be a good football team, and, I mean, that might be the best player on their team in general, and it's Laramie Tunsil. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that Tunsil's bad. I think he's a good left tackle. But I think he's the most important guy there. Yeah, I'll say that too. I mean, Tom pointed out uh, Titus the la- Howard. The, no, the lack of draft capital. Oh, yes. The reason is because partly is because Laramie Tunsil. So I'm going to go Tunsil as well, just because they spent a lot to get him. Well, that's going to do it for the North. That's going to do it for the South. But we still got two more divisions to work our way through to complete the AFC. So in our next episode. We'll take a look at the East, and we'll take a look at the West and give you our most important player from each team in those, those divisions. Uh, for Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Offerman. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Steelers Standard, and we'll talk to you on the next one.